Your words, Lord, are spirit and life. The third Sunday in Ordinary Time was designated by Pope Francis as Sunday of the Word of God, to be a day devoted to the celebration, study, and dissemination of the Word of God. St. Jerome, one of the great doctors of the Church, admonished his readers that ignorance of the Scriptures is ignorance of Christ. And so today we are given an invitation to come to a deeper study of the sacred scriptures and a deeper relationship with God's holy word revealed to us in them. Your words, Lord, are spirit and life. The beginning of St. John's Gospel makes this clear. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him not anything that was made. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, full of grace and truth. We have beheld his glory. The glory is of the only begotten Son from the Father. God the Father uttered one word, the Son of God, who became man to save us from sin. When we listen to the scriptures, when we study them, and when we pray with them, We are listening to Jesus Christ. We are studying Jesus Christ. We are praying with Jesus Christ. Your words, Lord, are spirit and life. In our first reading today, we have a pivotal moment in the history of the Jewish people. The Jews have just returned from their captivity in Babylon. The city and the temple have been destroyed, and they set to work rebuilding it. The priest Ezra gathered the people together to read the law, the first five books of the Bible. He translated it for them, as the people had been so long in Babylon that very few could still understand Hebrew. And they wept because they had been far from the temple, far from the law, and they worried that they were far from God, too. But Ezra blessed them and encouraged them to rejoice in the Lord, because they were again close to his word and close to him. They found their identity in their relationship with the word of God. Your words, Lord, are spirit and life. St. Luke begins his gospel with a note to Theophilus. Luke mentions him again at the beginning of the book of Acts, and most scholars suggest that he was Luke's sponsor or patron. But the name Theophilus means the one whom God loves. And so in a way, he's addressing it to each of us, too, as beloved children of God. Luke wants us to know that though he wasn't an eyewitness to Christ, he took great care to examine the evidence and talk to witnesses and to give us an orderly and true account of Christ's life and the early years of the church. Through the inspired words of the gospel, we can connect to the word. Your words, Lord, are spirit and life. Now we jump ahead a few chapters to the beginning of Christ's public ministry in Galilee, Jesus goes into his hometown synagogue and proclaims the words of the prophet Isaiah. This prophecy was a striking one. It predicted the coming of the anointed one, the Messiah, the Christ, the one who is anointed by the Holy Spirit. Just a few weeks ago, when we celebrated the baptism of the Lord, we heard this moment when God the Father spoke and the Holy Spirit descended upon Jesus. When the Lord sits... He's preaching with authority, preaching like one of the rabbis, except even more so. And he claims the title of Messiah, the Christ, for himself. And as we will hear in the next few weeks, he continues to fulfill this prophecy. He began by preaching, 
Now, next, he will free those possessed by evil spirits. He will heal the blind. He will forgive sins. The word of God came to Isaiah. The word became flesh in Bethlehem. He proclaimed the good news, his gospel at the synagogue in Nazareth. Your words, Lord, are spirit and life. The word of God is living and effective, the letter to the Hebrews tells us, but only if we engage in it. Preaching on this gospel, Pope Francis pointed out that the year of the Lord's favor wasn't only 2,000 years ago at Nazareth, but here and now, too. This is the now of God, he says. It becomes present with Jesus. It has a face. It is flesh. It is a merciful love that does not wait for ideal or perfect situations to show itself, nor does it accept excuses for its appearance. It is God's time that makes every situation and place both right and proper. In Jesus, the promised future begins and becomes life. When? Now. So as we begin this new year, on this Word of God Sunday, we have an invitation to engage more deeply with the Scriptures. This can be as simple as prayerfully reading the bulletin with the readings in it, or finding a podcast like Father Mike Schmitz's Bible in a Year to listen to while you're commuting. Or it could be something more advanced, like joining a Bible study. The important thing, though, is that the Lord is waiting for us in the Scriptures. And no matter how much we know them, nor how familiar they seem, there is always more in the Scriptures to nourish our souls. We can take Mary as our model. She heard the word of the angel and treasured it and pondered it in her heart, and thus she conceived the word made flesh. We, too, can let the word into our hearts and let it bear fruit in our lives and in the world. Praise be Jesus Christ, now and forever.